Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. On April 1, 1981, the media continued to overflow with news of the aftermath of the shooting of President Ronald Reagan, and the Chronicle was no exception. Reagan had been shot on March 30th, Monday, and now the Wednesday paper carried story after story about the aftermath. Vice President George Bush was in charge at the White House. It'd be two decades before anybody started adding H.W. to his name. One of his duties on Tuesday had been to deliver a bill for the president to sign from his bed at George Washington University Hospital. Bush brought it in on the breakfast tray, and Reagan signed it. It was a minor thing, something about dairy price supports, but the idea was to reassure the country that the president was on the job and in charge. Administration officials said they'd wrestled with that question on Tuesday. Who's in charge? They said they'd discussed invoking the 25th Amendment, which would have passed presidential powers to Bush until Reagan was ready to return. But they decided against it. The 25th Amendment was ratified in 1967 in response to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It's mostly concerned with succession on the death of a president or vice president, but it does have a clause that addresses a president who's unable to carry out the duties of his office. This is the part of the 25th Amendment that's been discussed in our century. At the time, the 25th Amendment had never been invoked. Reagan would be the first to do so four years later when he underwent colon surgery. He signed his powers over to Bush for eight hours. George W. Bush invoked the 25th twice during his term in 2002 and 2007, also for colon procedures, both times for about two hours. Who was in charge at the White House? That had been a source of controversy in the hours after the shooting on Monday the 30th. The president was in the hospital, The vice president was on a plane hurrying back to Washington. Secretary of State Alexander Haig, sweating, looking agitated, took the lectern at the White House, and he was asked who was making decisions for the government. Constitutionally, gentlemen, you have the president, the vice president, and the secretary of state in that order, he said. And should the president decide he wants to transfer the helm to the vice president, he will do so. He has not done that. As As of now, I am am in control control here in the White House. House. Pending return of the vice president and in close touch with him. Officials at the Pentagon and the Department of Defense pointed out that Haig was wrong. The Speaker of the House is third in line to the presidency, not the Secretary of State. And in terms of commanding the military, it was the Secretary of Defense, not State, who was third to the president and vice president. There were reports that Haig and Secretary of Defense Caspar Weinberger had argued after Haig's television performance, though White House officials tried to downplay it. Haig died in 2010. He'd be lampooned for the rest of his life for his pronouncement, I'm in control control here. here. Meanwhile, the Chronicle delved into John Hinckley's bizarre motive for shooting the president, his obsession with teenage actress Jodie Foster and it presented a compilation of the jokes Reagan used to keep his nurses in stitches. 
His chief advisor, Lynn Knopfziger, had told him, you'll be happy to know the government's running normally. Reagan was an anti-big government crusader. He said, what makes you think I'd be happy about that? He quoted Winston Churchill, who said, there is no more exhilarating feeling than being shot without result. And when he woke up from surgery, he was unable to speak. So when his doctors asked how he felt, he scribbled a note. It repeated the joke of one of Reagan's fellow movie stars, W.C. Fields. It was what he always said he wanted on his tombstone. All in all, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. But Reagan wasn't laughing when he was finally told that press secretary James Brady had been shot in the head and severely injured. Oh, damn, he said. Oh, damn. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.